0: Welcome to the Thrive Women's Podcast. I'm Angie Waisaki and I'm joined by Lisa Thompson. And this is the week before Thanksgiving, believe it or not. And whether you are ready for it, it is the holiday season. So Lisa, happy thanks, almost Thanksgiving. What, yeah, what's your family going to do next week?
1: Well, I'm laughing because I feel like a lot of people are skipping Thanksgiving and they've just gone right to Christmas. So let's just, you may be one of those listening. (laughs) Christmas can't uh, come fast enough, but I also, I love Thanksgiving. I love just built into our calendar is just that reminder to be thankful in all things. And even in a season like this, we're dealing with a lot of disappointment, In fact, I just found out earlier today that most of my, well, all of my family, except for my kids who had planned to come up for... Thanksgiving and our turkey, th- our turkey games that we do, our turkey Olympics, have all had to postpone due to COVID restrictions that we're seeing in California. And even my brother and sister in law, who are teachers, said, "You know, if we come to Sacramento, we have to when we get home, we have to quarantine for for two weeks." So, um, oh anyways you know, just dealing with disappointment. And the Lord reminded me, you know, not to linger there too long and to creatively ask Him and invite Him in into something new that He wants to do different on Thanksgiving. And I know it'll be great. I God is good. And there's always things to be thankful for. But I tell you, this has been a season. Oh my gosh. I know. I think at some point I need to hear more about Turkey
0: Olympics. <laughs>
1: Yes, well, it was all we had we had the whole leaderboard and everything. So (laughs) that's awesome. Maybe we'll have to do something at Christmas.
0: Maybe you could move some of the games to Zoom, maybe. (laughs) It's probably not as fun.
1: You know what, Angie, that that could be a fun idea. I'm gonna tuck that around. There you go. Tuck, Tuck that away. Well, this week you
0: had the opportunity to catch up with one of our favorite people. Uh, Alyssa Bethke, who thankfully for her gets to live in Hawaii, but she is awesome. And you had the chance to connect with her this week for a conversation.
1: We did. First of all, totally missed you. Uh, I know you were busy that day and I could not wait to connect with Alyssa because she lives in Maui, I know uh, a place that uh, many of us have tried to go to during COVID and, and no one has been able to get over there. Um, but it was really great connecting with her. They are great friends of our church-based side and have an incredible ministry to families and to marriage. And I think one of the things you'll find in our conversation is just Alyssa is the real deal, just uh, lives the spirit of humility and, and vulnerability and um, and just the unique ways that they are raising their kids. And Rhythms that she and Jeff have built into their life that I think will inspire anyone and everyone, no matter you know whether you're single or married or have kids or don't have kids. I just think it, it kind of comes down to you know your relationship with Jesus. And uh, I was really encouraged and inspired by her. So um, enjoy our conversation. Well, before we kind of dive into some of the questions, I, I'm just curious to know what has Maui look like on lockdown? I've tried to go three times, Alyssa. I have booked my my hotel, and then I get that that bummer email that says, (laughs) due to COVID, not happening. So, I mean, what is happening in Maui right now? Please tell us.
2: I know. Well, now you can come (laughs) if you get a negative test. Right. And I think all the hotels just open like this weekend. So okay. um, it's slowly going back to normal. Well, not normal at all, but slowly tourists are coming back. But I what know
1: it it's felt like without tourists, like Gilligan's Island, kind of like just minimal people. And- yes. <laughs> well, it's kind of it's funny
2: because um, our whole economy is based on tourists. So, mm-hmm. of course, we love them. We're like really grateful. A lot of people have been without jobs because there's no tourism. But then on the other hand, it's been so sweet because it's just there's like no one at the beach. It's There's no traffic. It's just like and you know, everyone here that they live here. So it was really like that's never going to happen again. So it was pretty sweet for a little bit. But um, and I'm really thankful like when we had to do safe at home, I just kept telling the Lord every day, like, I'm so thankful we live here that we can go outside and it's sunny and warm, you know, so. Right. um, So there was some really good things about it, but.
1: It's it's kind of nature's way of recovering, right? I feel like Mm -hmm. even in California, when especially initially when we were locked down, it just seemed like the birds were chirping louder and and were greener, and just nature taking a breath. Thank you for not being Mm -hmm. in your cars all day and (laughs) you know consuming the environment so well. What a blessing! Totally. You know, we always joke at Bayside. um, You know, when we think of church planning, like Pastor Ray will say, you know. You Know we might have to church plan in Maui, and, and everyone's like, Count me in, I'll I'd right be there. So, but God is no, but really, we could use some good churches. So, oh. well, clearly, <laughs> yeah. God has called you and your husband Jeff to, to minister in Maui. I'd love for you just to dive in and tell our listeners who may not know about you just a little bit about your family and kind of what God's called you um, to do in this season,
2: sure. So, um I'm married to Jeff and we have three little kids and they're six, four and two. And um, we are really, we're really thankful because we get to work from home. We did that way before the pandemic. So we just do podcasts and write books and YouTubes, any creative outlet we can do. Um, to talk about Jesus and to encourage people to have healthy marriages, healthy relationships and intentional parenting. Um, and so, yeah, so that's what we do. And then we also homeschool and, um, just try to have sustainable lives where we abide in the Lord and love our family really well and our community. So that's kind of what we're doing on the day in day out. Yeah. Have you always lived in Maui? Where did you come from? No, Jeff and I both grew up in Washington, in the Seattle-Tacoma area. Um, And I always kind of felt like a fish out of water. Like in school, I would doodle palm trees and beaches and sunsets. And I just longed to be by the beach. So, um, And I remember when I was 15, I told my mom one day, I want to be a missionary in Hawaii. And she's like, Oh, Alyssa, they don't need missionaries in Hawaii. And I was like, Oh, it's like so bummed out. (laughs) And then, um, and I went to college and I got my missions degree and graduated. And I was like, I just, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I don't necessarily want to go overseas. And, um, and I just really prayed about it. And there's this opportunity to be an intern at a church in Maui. And I was like, like, I just knew like, Lord, this is everything I've ever wanted. And so, They accepted me, and I moved out here a week after I met Jeff, Um, and I was here for two years. And then I moved back to Washington just because I couldn't find any more jobs after the internship, and Jeff and I got married. Um, Were you and Jeff
1: distant dating during those two years?
2: We did. So we met a week before I left, and Mm -hmm. then we started dating like two months after that, which is I don't recommend. It was really hard. It was fine because we like knew each other on the heart level, but it was so hard because we, there's like a whole nother part of each other that we didn't know or understand. Cause we weren't, we had never really spent time in person together. Um, and so we broke up for a year. We dated for a year, broke up for a year. And then when I moved back, we got back together and got married. And so, but it was funny because Jeff was a total um, North Pacific Northwest guy, like hated the sun, loved the rain, hated the ocean. And I just was like, Oh, I just want to go back to Maui so bad. And so I just knew if that was ever going to happen, it would be the Lord. Cause Jeff was like, there's no way we're ever moving to
1: Hawaii. Well, does and so, Jeff know how you were praying at 15? He, he maybe he should have been praying <laughs> at 15. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> um,
2: and so then when we had Kinsley, we came out here on vacation when she was three months old and I was just joking with him, like, why don't we live out here? It's so wonderful. And I kind of struggled a little bit with seasonal depression in Washington. And um, as a new mom, it was kind of like, oh, we're headed into the winter. How's this going to go? And he gave me his list of 10 reasons. And then the next morning he woke up. He's like, actually, why don't we live here? And so we moved in like two months. We did. And so, yeah, so we both and now he loves the ocean and the sun even more than I do.
1: That's incredible. And I see a surfboard in your home. So I'm taking that yeah. that uh, you guys surf and do all the fun water activities around you.
2: We the do. Area. Well, we do a little surfing, not tons, but we love paddleboarding, and Kinsley and um, Jeff absolutely love snorkeling and bodyboarding, all those things. So all yeah, the fun beach things. And how long have you been living in Maui? Um, so let's see, we've been here for like five and a
1: half years five and a half years okay
2: yeah
1: so tell us what a just a day looks like in the life of Alyssa right now you you said a lot about your homeschooling and you've Mm -hmm. got a vibrant ministry going on but tell us a typical day
2: yeah so that's a great question um so we do four days of homeschooling my kids are still really young so it could be like an hour like a half hour to a three hours, depending on how into it they are. (laughs) So like today, um, well, I'm a real introvert and um, need time by myself before I get going. So I wake up and I um, spend some time with the Lord. And then I try to exercise just because I'm a much better mom, if I can exercise a little bit. Um, And then, and we try to keep the kids up in their room till eight, just so we can do some work stuff.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Um, How do you keep your kids up in their room till eight? Let's talk about that. I know. (laughs) What's the the secret sauce? (laughs)
2: um, We just have done a lot of training and it still does not go well every morning at all. Um, But we really, you know, sometimes we'll give them snacks or they can play together, but we really try to keep them up there just, you know, because we are on Maui time. And so we like Jeff wakes up at four to start working with like East coast people. And so if we can get that little bit of time in the morning, it goes really well. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's crazy, but we do that. And then the kids come down and we do breakfast and we start homeschool. Um, we'll kind of do that in the morning chunk of time. And then um, they do quiet time. So they don't nap anymore, but they'll like have a quiet time and that's Jeff and I will rest or we'll work on stuff. And, mm. um, and then the afternoons kind of just like free play, hang out with people, um, go on a little adventure, those kind of things. So we're pretty scheduled. I think that's just how Jeff and I thrive pretty well. So, right. um, and in order to do things that we need to do, we kind of have to stay,
1: you know, pretty scheduled in that, in that structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. good. So has it doesn't sound like COVID then has really impacted you as much as maybe it has some, right. It really, I mean, we kind of were
2: already doing a lot of the things that people have been forced into this year. Um, a lot of our travel got canceled though. So it just kind of shifted, um, you know, our like job, but different opportunities came to do more things at home, but it really actually did. It's funny because we still, even so like, had to recalibrate a little bit, like, oh, okay, we don't have as much help as we usually do. We can't do certain things, so it really forced us to look at our calendar and be a lot more structured um, in order to do the things that we needed to do. Um, So, yeah, it did, and I feel like that actually is has been a gift. I'm really thankful because I feel like Jeff and I are more on the same page. We're able to communicate better of expectations and really helping each other to do the things that we need to. So. Um, so yeah, it did affect us, but not nearly as much as a lot of
1: people. That's great. I love you keep using a word kind of intentional. It sounds like that's been something that you have built into your family, your home and your marriage. It's, mm-hmm. That's been really helpful. Isn't yeah. And I,
2: right. And I think we have to be intentional. Um, I think a lot of times in American culture, family is kind of just something that we think naturally happens. And we kind of react to a lot of things that are happening to us. We react to our jobs, we react to school, um, other people in our community, to churches, all those things. But we really have to take a step back and be like, what is our family going to be about? You know, what are the Johnsons going to be about? What are the Bethys going to be about? What are our biggest priorities? And then really um, implement those throughout the week um, pouring into our kids, focusing on our family in order to do what God has called us to do, in order to thrive and flourish. Um, otherwise, we kind of just get sucked into things and start running like crazy and are answering to everybody else. And then, you know, our, our family's not as integrated and more fragmented. So I think it is so important to be intentional um, to really ask the Lord, what do you want us to be about? What is your calling over our lives? Mm -hmm. Um, And then being able to have that intentionality to fulfill the mission he gives
1: us. That's right. Can you articulate what you feel God has called your family to in this season? Sure. Well, Oh, in this season,
2: Um, you know, I think our calling is the same. Um, We have a mission statement as the Bethke's, which I remember when Jeff and I were engaged for our premarital counseling, there's this couple that told us like, oh, we have a mission statement. You guys should try to, you know, it takes years, but try to have one to know what your marriage and your family is going to be about. And I was like, that sounds so daunting. Like I have no idea. I've never even heard of this. What kind of, what are they talking about? Um, But it's funny because every business has mission statements, right? You know, it's, it kind of tells us where we're going, what we're going to be about, what God has called us to. And so the family should be no different. And so our personal mission um, statement is um, from Matthew about God's kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. So we say that we will do whatever it takes to bring God's kingdom here on Maui as it is in heaven. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like, and also global, you know, nationwide. Um, And that looks different in different seasons. Um, Sometimes, some seasons, it's been traveling or book tours for Jeff. Um, Sometimes it's just staying at home and with newborns and focusing on what that looks like or really pouring into our community with small groups. Um, And this season, that's such a good question. I think, I don't know if I would be able to totally say it with words, but I think God's given us opportunities to do more as a family, like we have our Yippee Show. So that we just um, finished filming for season two, which was so fun, just to be able to mm-hmm. do it with our kids and to see families that were impacted with season one and how much it encouraged their kids. It's like wow, or this is so cool that we get to do this and impact families all over the nation. And so, um, I think that's part of it. And um, really, from my heart as a mom, focusing on being intentional with my kids and pouring into them right now, that looks like homeschool is a big priority. And so sometimes things have to be sacrificed Mm -hmm. so that I can be a good mom intentional with my kids. Um, and to be a faithful, um, encouraging wife to Jeff. And so right now that's like spending a lot more time in prayer and trying to work on our marriage. Um, and then like preparing, I feel like the Lord has us in a season of, preparation for next year. And so um, just praying for those opportunities and those visions and doing what we can to um, seek him and hear his voice and, you know, make those plans. So maybe that would be it. Maybe like a preparation, staying grounded
1: and founded right now. Well, I love that grounded and founded. What I, (laughs) what I love about a mission statement too, is that it helps you say yes to the right things and know to the wrong things. You right. know, there's a lot of good things that we can all be doing, but there are strategic, specific things that God has called us to as individuals. And, and mm-hmm. we have to take that time with the Lord to understand what is, does that look like on my life. And it's going to look different for every marriage, every family, every individual. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a great practice. Well, you've mentioned a few resources that you and Jeff have been producing for a while, but tell us a little bit more about some of the resources and courses that you've created really to encourage and equip marriages and families so that they can be that influence to change the world. Right. Well it's really cool because
2: um Jeff and I, you know, I grew up in a really great Christian family. And Jeff grew up in a really great family and knew a little bit about the Lord, but not tons. And so When we got married, we really wanted to, you know, just what does family look like? And how he asked a lot of questions like, what does it look like to be a father? How do I pour into my kids? And how do we be on mission together? And the Lord blessed us with a couple who's our mentors, Jeremy and April Pryor, who have been mentoring us since I was pregnant with Kinsley. And um, a few years ago, we partnered and we started family teams. And so that's been just so cool to do. Um ministry with them. So we have a monthly membership called Homeroom where you can sign up and be a part. And we have, you know, live Facebook chats and kind of like curriculum emails every month, just to really encourage families with different topics each month. We also have a lot of um, e-courses, a lot of things for fathers of how to like you know, lead your family, of how to be a family team, of how to live within the seven day work week, those kind of things that just set up families well in order to be intentional um, with their family. Kind of, we kind of talk more about how, you know, your family is a team. It's not individualized right. and your team needs coaches. And so how are
1: you going to coach your team to be on mission for the Lord? I love it. I love it. I know that a lot of families that I encounter at Bayside, you know, don't really come from families of origin that had, you know, a healthy marriage um, Mm -hmm. or even raised in the faith. And how, how have you seen your resources and curriculum and eBooks and just even your mission statement, how do you see those as a, a helpful tool for them? Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good question. I, I think that it's always, you know, you can assume, well, because you were raised in a Christian home and he was raised in a Christian home, therefore, of course, you're going to have a good, healthy, God-honoring marriage. But what about the man or the woman that, that didn't, didn't have that? God still wants right. a healthy, God-honoring marriage for them, but how do they get there when they don't have that example? Right.
2: When I think I misspoke a little bit, Jeff grew up in a, um, a single parent home and he knew enough about the Lord, went to church a little bit here and there, but didn't have a dad at home to show him what it looked like to be a dad or, you know, um, really be discipled. And so I think that's why Jeff was so hungry. Like, how do I... Be a dad, How do I be a husband who loves the Lord and leads his family? And that's why we're so thankful for our mentors. And so I think we provide resources like that. But also we talk a lot about how, um I think sometimes it's hard for moms and dads to lead their family um, because it just feels so daunting. It feels like, wow, I don't feel equipped. It feels like, you know, I'm not a Bible teacher. I'm not a professor. I'm not a pastor. So how do I lead my family in the Lord? And I think we really try to, take off the pressure and maybe even that lie or facade. And just like, it's just like Deuteronomy six says, it's just talking about the Lord when you sit and when you lie down and when you eat at the table and when you go walking on with your kids, like always just talking about the Lord. And so it could be so simple of teaching a Bible verse, you know, um, during your morning breakfast, we do so much around the table. Like when we eat breakfast or dinners together, we might go through the catechisms. Um, Tim Keller has a really great one. I think it's, he doesn't have a free app online. Um, we just learn, has a kid version, learn different catechisms each week. We love the Jesus storybook Bible, which is just so simple, but it just talks so much about Jesus. I love how right. it goes through the whole Bible pointing to Jesus. And, um, Yeah. And it can just be so simple. It's just like, or we might be at the breakfast table and one of us might share what we read that morning, what the Lord showed us and just encourage the kids with that. And Jeff is so great with these little lessons he does with the kids. Like He might read um, a Psalm that talks about how the Lord, like Psalm 23. And the last verse says, his goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And so he'll have Kinsley and Cannon stand up and be like, your goodness and your mercy. And he'll just have them follow him around the house. And like, that's what it's like. God's goodness and mercy is always following us. So I think it can just be these really simple things. And that's like, you know, we might do six of those a year, like just really simple. And there's so many sort out, um, there's so many little things now that are provided for us to just lead those conversations. Um, one of my favorite books is, um, I don't even know the author, but I think it's every holy moment. And it's just this book of prayers and prayers for different things. And I'll just pull that out and read it at lunch with the kids. Like, the Monday blessing prayer, the Tuesday blessing prayer, or when you're changing a diaper prayer, any of those things, Um, just kind of leading your kids through those, having them hear you pray out loud and talking to the Lord and seeing you have a relationship with the Lord. Um, You know, you don't have to have a degree in Bible at all to lead your kids to Jesus. It can be so simple. And I remember with um, every newborn phase, You know, it's so hard to even have 10 minutes alone to read or study my Bible. And I just remember reading the Jesus Storybook Bible with the kids or listening to a worship song. And I would just start crying because I was like, Lord, thank you so much that you're so gracious or that you love me. And it's like, you know, three minutes of reading the Jesus Storybook Bible and the Lord still speaks to us and encourages us in those little things.
1: I remember when after our third, um, it was hard to get to Bible study in the church. But we, my kids were into the Prince of Egypt video, and I would yeah. sit on the couch nursing my my son Aiden with my two littles, and I would just be in tears. Like it makes me even tender thinking about the impact that that video had, the Word of God had mm-hmm. on my life when it wasn't as accessible as it had been prior. And God right. is. So faithful to encourage and and give us what we need in those moments. Um, One of the things I was thinking about as you were talking was, you know, we live in such a broken and hopeless world. And, you know, our hope in Jesus is the answer to that. And the church is the answer. But I also think the family is the answer. Why, Why do you think that families and wholeness and health and healing in families, the home, is not only good for the kingdom, but also good for the world. Sure. Well, if you think about it all the way back to Genesis,
2: God chose a family to bring the Messiah from, to bring the blessing. He blessed Abraham and said, I'm going to make you a big, great family in order to be a light for the world. And so God's whole plan was to bring the kingdom through family. Um, And I think you see throughout the Bible how we need both singles and families. They both serve different purposes and we need them together. Like and it talks about how the family can has this opportunity to be a pillar of peace within your community within the world within the church just to be this foundation and this pillar for your community to come to and to find peace, to find shalom, to be encouraged, to have a home cooked meal and to be prayed for, to have interaction with children and be able to laugh with them. Um, And then singles are so important too, in order to teach us to, I feel like they have so much, um, just, I love their... (laughs) I don't know, we just had a our friend stay with us who's single and it was like the biggest blessing to our family. I loved how he loved on our kids. It was so nice to stay up at night and have these conversations and hear. Um a different view of someone who is single and in, you know, in the world today and what that's like. And it's like a different mission mindedness in a way. Mm -hmm. And so I think we both need each other. It's God's plan and singles have more opportunity to go out and do more things that families can't necessarily. But I really think that families have this opportunity to be a place of shalom for people to come um, to be encouraged, to be loved, to be comforted, to um, show hospitality to, whether it's Christians or unchristians, really just to be able to have this place of healing and wholeness and encouragement. And I think you get to do that with your kids, with your husband. Um, And it doesn't, you know, you don't have to have this, everything put together. It's crazy. And my kids are still (laughs) learning how not to make, you know, fart noises at the table and stuff like that. But it's just welcoming welcoming them into your home um, and showing them the
1: love of God. I love that you mentioned Abraham as that example, because really the definition of family is the body of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's incorporating relationships into your home whether you know it's through adoption or through foster care or you know you're housing college interns or you're bringing single people in like the family is just those relations, the dynamic relationship that happens when people come together to serve one another, to, to love Jesus, and I think that is a huge testimony to the world that doesn't mm-hmm. have those kinds of communities and that love that's expressed. Um, and and I think we're in a in a season as a church where God is actually asking us to open up our doors and invite. You know the fatherless, the motherless, mm-hmm. the the homeless, the the spiritual family for people that don't have that. And boy, what are, how rich is that sitting around the dinner table mm-hmm. and having you know surrogate uncles and aunts and and family members. So I, I love yeah. that, and um, mm-hmm. a lot of your resources and videos that you have produced, I think. Um, are not only just equipped marriages and family members, but also the spiritual parenting that some some may be walking in right now. So right. that's a, mm-hmm. that's just a great thing because that is the world looks at kind of that unit, that family unit, to see who who Christ is. So mm-hmm. I love what you guys have produced. Did you did you always know that you and Jeff would be doing this like online <laughs> ministry and you know, website and podcasting, and both are very creative. As I was doing my okay. uh, my intel about you guys, but <laughs> did, you, did you feel like this would be the direction that the Lord would lead you? I mean, five years ago when you were walking on the beach, is this where you <laughs> thought you'd be? Not at all.
2: It's funny because, um well, I went to school to be a missionary, so I thought I would be translating the Bible in Papua New Guinea, which is so funny to me because I don't even like camping. So I'm like, Lord, <laughs> thank you that you did not call me to the, you know, the outer fields. Um, and Jeff went to school to be, he was a poli sci major. So he wanted to teach in the inner city high school. And so when we were dating the second time and talking about marriage, I was a high school counselor and he was working, um, at a community center after school and we had like no money whatsoever. I remember my dad sat me down because we wanted to get married and he just did the financial thing of like what we made to even see if we could like actually survive, you know? And he's like, I don't know. I think it's going to be real tight. Um, But it's funny because when we were dating, I remember we had this one conversation that was probably like a year and a half before everything went crazy. And we both said our dream was to write books. And so, and I remember thinking, like Jeff told me once on a date, like, oh yeah, I have this dream. I would love to be an author one day. And I was like, I can't believe he said that. I've been longing to be an author for like a couple of years. It's my biggest dream. I had people praying about it. And so I feel like what we get to do now was only like in our wildest dreams. And we could never have planned it. I don't, podcasts weren't even a thing when I was in college. I don't remember you know, we met on Facebook and now things are, we're like, we're asking our single friend, like, what do people do now? What's it called? Hinge? Oh, I've never heard of that. Um, and so no, we could, you know, YouTube was like just starting. Um, so we could never have dreamed up this. It's, we're really thankful for the opportunity God's given us. It was just kind of like a wild ride that the Lord, like it was so the Lord and Jeff just kind of rode the wave and Um, We were able to make something of it together. So we're really grateful.
1: God has been so faithful to your prayers and your dreams, Alyssa. I just see that in your story. It's it's very beautiful Mm -hmm. and encouraging. One of the questions I had was, how do you take care of yourself, um, just in juggling so many things, as you mentioned earlier, but I'm also like, you live in Maui. So, you know, do we need to continue this conversation? Um, But I do know that you, like any mom and wife and friend and just follower of Jesus, you know, is burdened for a lot right now. You know, we, Mm -hmm. sometimes it may not be the physical, the busyness of our lives that robs us of that peace and joy, but it's just the the turmoil and the unrest and the brokenness. And I'd love for you to share just some of the ways that you have created space and margin to take care, take care of yourself so you can be pouring into other people, especially your family.
2: Yeah, I think that's such an important question. And I love what you said that because I think we're living in a, a season right now that may last a while. Um where there's a lot going on. We have, we're going through a lot emotionally, a lot physically, things have been um, changed, taken from us. And then you have just like the low anxiety of everything going on with COVID and elections and all that. And so added on to just life as a woman with <laughs> and having, being human with feelings and being a mom with kids. Um, and so, you know, it's funny that you asked this because just this morning I was on my walk and I was thinking about my week and all that I had. And I remember, and I was asking the Lord, like, Lord, will you just help me to take care of myself this week so that I can to just be wise with my time and to do things that keep me grounded in you so that I will be able to um, do what you're calling me to do. And um, because a lot of times I can get worried or overwhelmed or fearful, even for the week ahead with all that is on my plate. Um, and so I feel like I'm the Lord is really asking me to trust Him and to give Him all my worries and to trust that His grace is sufficient and He will equip us for the good work. And so for me personally, um, that looks like going to bed at a good time, waking up at an early time so I can spend time in the Word and in prayer. It does look like working out just because I'm such a better person if I do. Um, And then taking a little bit of rest time in the middle of the day to nap or to um, pray or just kind of read reading really fills me up Um, and then you know other things it might be like having a heart-to-heart with a girlfriend I feel like that's really important for me having um, connection points with my husband each day Um, I don't I feel like one date night a month doesn't quite do it for me so I need like (laughs) I need like a half hour a day um, at least to connect with him. Um, so yeah, and I think just trying to really be careful with how much time I spend watching my shows and eating healthy, I can sometimes live off of sometimes I think I'm Lorelai Gilmore and just live off of caffeine and, and Netflix shows at night. So which there's nothing wrong with that, but just trying to really like be wise with my time and, um, fill my body with good stuff so I can pour
1: out. Right. Time is a stewardship that God gives Mm -hmm. us, right? And how we spend that is the degree uh, that will be the investment of that will make the difference in our day. I I Mm -hmm. love those are great practices and all sound really great. I'm listening to you and I know that you have a book coming out in May on finding um, hope and joy and contentment, right? Where you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, you can write about this because I feel like that is something that has been part of your life story with the Lord and things that he's personally been mm. teaching and someone who's actually living that out. Um, tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind this book and why you're excited to share it with, with your friends and, and and to the public when it's launched in May. We'll definitely have mm. to have you come back and do a follow-up with your book, but give us a little tea. I would love it. <laughs> well,
2: I love, thank you for even asking about it. I'm like, wow, this is the first time I've gotten to talk about the book. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. I feel like it's so timely because of what we're all living through right now and really finding satisfaction in the Lord. But this idea it started like two years ago, and I felt like I was at a point in my life where um, I kind of was looking around and I kind of felt like, wow, Lord, I feel like I have everything I've ever dreamed of. I I live in Maui. I'm married. I have beautiful children. I love you. I live by my parents. All, the, all these things that the Lord has answered and blessed me with. But I still feel like from my day to day, just kind of unsatisfied. Like I feel like this longing and this hunger and no matter how wonderful life is. And granted, it may sound like my life is picture perfect. And it's not at all. I, you know, there's still trouble here and I emotional things, lots of things that have happened, but I just kind of felt like, um, and then I started to see myself turning to things like shopping or online or Instagram, social media, trying to fill up this void. And it wasn't satisfying. Sometimes I would feel really discouraged or frustrated or just like this real lack. And I felt like the Lord was saying, why don't you come on a journey with me And let's find real deep satisfaction together. Mm -hmm. Let's be reminded of what, um, what peace and joy and hope I have for you, that everything is found in me. I am the greatest treasure. I am your portion. And yes, there's healthy ways to live and things to give thanks for. And, you know, he gives us like a good way of living, like living with community and taking care of ourselves and giving thanks. But ultimately, he is the one that satisfies our hearts. And ultimately, even past that, um, you know, this earth, we live in a fallen world where humans will always have a longing and this need to, for deep satisfaction that won't truly be met right. until heaven when we're right. with right. the Lord and things are all made new again and there's no crying anymore. And um, and I'm so excited for that day, but also just being reminded of as I walk out this life on earth now with the roles and the callings you've given me, whether you, you give or you take away, Lord, I want to bless your name and I want to be fully and wholly satisfied in you. Um, And so I felt like he gave me a book deal and I was so excited about it. And I wrote the book and I wrote, I didn't realize it, but I was writing the book almost like a journal entry as I was discovering how to be satisfied in the Lord. And my editor was like, you know, this isn't quite what I was looking for. Let's rewrite it. And I'm like, rewrite the book. But it was it was devastating. But it was so cool because then as I got to rewrite it, I could look back and see, oh, Lord, I get it now. I get that you truly satisfy. And this is the journey I was on and how you met me at each spot. And so I'm so excited to... Finally have it out to people to encourage. Hopefully I'll just encourage women and moms. Um, you know, I think sometimes we can go online and look at Instagram and see this beautiful curated little picture and think, wow, their life is so, you know, wonderful. And then, you know, we're in our messy band and our house is in chaos and our kids are in a tantrum. Mm-hmm. We're like, my life is not like that. And so my hope was that people would be able to see behind the squares and really see more of a journal entry and my heart behind it and really just see that the Lord meets us in the everyday um, and how we really satisfy that satisfies us.
1: I love that. Honestly, Alyssa, I can't think of a better perfect timing than a book like this because I feel like this past year, if anything has really revealed all of the insufficiencies of those places and people and things that we go to to fill that void, that to that to be satisfied in, to mm-hmm. find contentment in—it's all been taken away, and we're kind of just left in this discomfort of being dissatisfied. Which, mm-hmm. to me, is the first step in discovering your true satisfaction is going to happen by being in Christ and abiding in Christ and living for Christ. And uh, you might just have some ready readers for your book about the time it comes launch. So I'm super excited about how the Lord's going to use that. Um, Gosh, Alyssa, I want to keep talking, but we we're kind of come to the end. I would love for you, if you have any final thoughts to share with our listeners right now, just anything you want to say to them to encourage them um, today as they're listening to this that the Lord's put on your heart to share.
2: Sure. Well, I was thinking about it and um, I told Jeff before I got on the podcast today, I was like, man, I just feel so nervous because I feel like I don't have much to offer. I feel like I'm just so in need of Jesus. And like, I, I'm just longing for all the wisdom from other people. Like I wish I could interview her and just glean all her wisdom. And, um, I think one of the things the Lord is really teaching me in this season is to rely on his grace. I think as a mom and as, um, the way God has wired me, it's really easy for me to be idealistic and to have these ideals of what a wife and a mom should look like and what my day should look like and school look like and all these things. And life just doesn't happen like that. I think it's good to have ideals because it gives us goals and visions and um, kind of, you know, I think part of it is kingdom-minded of like heaven, but then also realizing like, to just live open-handed, like, Lord, I want to wake up every morning, surrender to you, whatever today brings. I want to trust you and praise you. And I'm going to pray about everything because I'm realizing more and more that I'm not in control and I can't control things. And I want to live in your grace so that I can give grace to my people. And so I think for any woman out there or mom or wife to Um, just be encouraged that the Lord loves you so much and He has so much grace for you. You know, we are weak. We are needy. We have limitations. And sometimes I fight those so hard because I get so sick that I have limitations. But I think they're so good because it shows us that we need Jesus. And isn't that the whole reason why He came, that He's the Savior. And so we can cling to Him and Our relationship will grow and will mature, but our need for him will never stop. And so really relying on him um, and accepting
1: the grace he gives
2: us and then pouring it out to our people.
1: That's right. So, so good. Okay, one more question, Alyssa. Sure. How can our friends get in contact with you? How can they learn about the great marriage resources you have, your book coming out, and even how to get started on this mission statement, which I'm very interested in. Where do they go?
2: Right. Well, a lot of our family teams information can be found at familyteams.com. And we also have an Instagram family teams. Um, there you can find a lot more information about our resources and how to have a mission statement. And then you can find me on, I'm mostly on Instagram, Alyssa Joy Bethke. Um, and we have a podcast, the Real Life Podcast with Jeff and I that we host each week, which is super fun. Um, and in the book, I will let you guys know as soon as it's on pre-order. We're still finishing up the cover and all that stuff right now.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Maui. Aloha, Alyssa. This has been a very fun conversation. And I know it's going to bless our friends listening on that day that they receive it. So thanks for being here. And this was awesome.
0: Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Man, I love that conversation. So glad you guys got to connect this week, Lisa. And I just appreciate uh, Jefferson and Alyssa so much because I feel like they give very practical advice uh, for parents and for marriages, just families who are out there making it happen. So um, love them. Wish we could go visit them, hopefully soon. But that was a great conversation. Thanks for hosting
1: her this week. Absolutely. And we are all about sharing conversations and the love with our friends. And if you enjoy this conversation, please share, like, subscribe to our Thrive Women's podcast. We have so many great conversations ahead, especially in the new year. We're so grateful for you in this community that God is assembling to be women who are recognizing her influence and impact right where God has called her to be. And uh, we're walking walking this all out together. And it's, it's always a good time when we're right in the middle of what God is doing. Have a blessed week. Bye.